Hey everyone, I am Becky and welcome to Buzzing About Romance. I am super excited that joining me for this episode are Carolina and Leah. Hi, my friends. Hello. Hi. Um, okay, so we are into summer now, guys. Like, it is summer reading time, right? It's all the summer. Season. <laughs> it is pool season. Um, okay, so I had I had to tell you guys. That for the latest the latest newsletter of pour over, I went through a whole thing about why summer reading is what it is and what we should do for summer reading. And okay. a lot of people use summer reading to just read the things they want to read, not to read like workbooks or educational or self-help. They try to read fun stuff. We read fun stuff all year round. We that really we do. do. That's where I think that's one of the differences between romance readers and everybody else yeah because we read fun books for pleasure year-round not just seasonally well and i and i think the best part of it though is like when we get in those like weird modes and moods where we kind of pivot and go down a stream of romance that we never expected and like an a good orc shifter romances balloon animal shifters like the dragon shifters the the dark and daddy era that we've lived in a lot like there's so many different types and styles of romance there's a little bit of everything for everybody which i really love I do. I'm going to challenge myself with this summer to try to read outside of my comfort zone. So Leah kind of pointed at me with orcs and animal balloon shifters. PNR is an area that I struggle with. Shifters is an area I struggle with. Um, but you like a monster. I do like a monster. So I'm spending my summer reading working on aliens and shifters and delving into the PNR a little bit. It's a good this place will be to exciting. be. Well, it's a good place. Carolina, you love a good shifter. I do. I do. I, I don't know. I got down the rabbit hole. Leah gave me some good recommendations. Um, I haven't gotten into the alien stuff all that much because I've okay. gotten more into the animal shifters um, is where I enjoy a good rabbit hole and I enjoy a good series with animal shifters. Now, I will say, like, I like an alien but I'm very picky about my alien romances. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to try. So make sure you check in with us throughout the summer because I am, I am working my way through some PNR. Well, you never know what's going to happen. And one of the things I like about the animal shifters is there's usually this like tribe hack mentality. So Mm -hmm. you get this like, they could be all from the same like family they could be siblings or it could be like that found family and i i tend to like those non-pnr so that really speaks to me okay as well i can see that Mm -hmm. um okay sometimes a rogue shifter is really nice too though (laughs) um okay so romance term of the week um this week I picked DNF as our romance term of the week. DNF stands for did not finish the book. So I had an interesting conversation with the mister about DNFing. 
So if okay. I DNF a book, I leave a review as to why I DNF'd the book, right? Like I made a specific shelf for DNFs and I put very clearly why I DNF'd that book. Okay. And he brought up that if you are a movie reviewer and even if you don't like the movie, you don't review it unless you've watched the whole movie. But I don't think okay. that equates to books. No, I think it's different. I think it's different books. too. Be well, I think it depends on why you DNF it. Also, like if it's a case where the like you're just not meshing well with the book, like it's well written, the story's okay, it's just not for you. I don't think you need to like a review for that one. Like, I don't think it's a necessary thing because like, it's just you, like you just didn't mesh well, with that book. And, and let's talk about like the movies for a second. I, in my whole life, I have maybe walked out of one movie or we like thinking about movies we've watched at home. I've maybe stopped and said, no, I'm out. I'm done maybe two movies. It's really not that much. It's a mm -hmm. lower time commitment for a movie. So you typically finish it and then you're like, okay, that movie sucked. Um, yeah. When it comes to a book, I think part of the difference is what well, there's so many books. We, we have endless TBRs. And so if I'm really not connecting with a book, um, then yeah, I'll DNF it. And I will move on because there's other books to read. And I'm with Becky. Like if I DNF a book, I will also say why I didn't like it and, and or if I had issues with it or even if I just like I was just not connecting with it. It just wasn't for me. Um, and and then move on to the next book. Well, I think with movies though, too, like, I mean, I know for me personally, like I've watched entire movies and I've liked the movie till like the last 10 minutes of the movie and then stupid shit happens or like, I'll watch a movie and like, it's, it's okay. But then something really big happens at the end that like makes me like it. It has nothing to do with like the characters, or anything like that. It's the storyline of the movie, but it, but you're right. Like when you start that movie, like you're like, you're in the movie, like it's yeah. different, like a book I can just... And I don't automatically like, open a new one. I don't automatically put DNF status on a book just because right. I put it down once. Well, yeah, because you there are multiple books where you've went back to three or four times seeing if maybe it was just your mood or yeah. if it was something else. Yeah. And that's something too. like, I honestly like just like Carolina, I think I've maybe not finished one or two movies like in my life. And it was more a case where like, I'm a big weenie, so if I am terrified, then I will turn that shit off because I'm a big weenie. If so the dog dies, girl child's out, so she'll yeah, walk away from the movie if the dog dies. But that's different. Um. Okay, so I have a question. Do you have, because I've seen people create their own kind of rules for DNF. Do you have your own rules? For example, I saw somebody, I can't even remember who it was, like they did this chart of like, okay, this is what five star, four star, three, two, one mean for me. And one is typically I DNF and I, I make sure I get through 25% of the book. And if I don't read it by then, or if I'm not into it by then I can move on. Do you have any rules for DNF? I personally do not. I have many different reasons for DNFing. Yeah, I don't. One of the biggest things for me is if there's something in the story 
that picks at my brain that I can't let go and overlook. You all know I recently tried to read a book where they referred to the towns by the Great Lakes as <laughs> coastal towns. Oh, you had yeah. a hard time with that. And it just, like, at first I thought, okay, I can let this go. I, I can let this go because this book's been really highly rated. People are talking about this book. I'm going to read this book. And it's in an area that I know, right? So, like, I'm going to try. But you could not. <clears throat> I could not let go of Coastal. I could not. It bugged me so very much. Like, at 18%, I'm just like, are you stupid? Like, and done. Versus... um. I typically never like there's some fluff up happening as we're recording this about a book, uh, Natasha's book made for Natasha Madison's book made for Romeo. Mm -hmm. If you read the blurb, it is there's enough context clues in that blurb that, you know, he cheated on the heroine. Yeah. And that's why they broke up. He cheated. Um. I rarely will DNF a book for a love triangle or cheating or I will rarely DNF because of a trope that I wasn't aware of, especially because, as we all know, I do not read blurbs. This is true. So rarely is that a reason. A lot of times it has to be it's usually something really stupid. Like there was a book where he's a billionaire and he expresses excitement that he gets free whiskey at this party. Dude's a billionaire. Make it make sense. Do you have rules for DNFing, Carolina? Um, no, I don't. Um, I feel like I generally speaking, like spend more time on the book or read probably more than I should and get further along in a book before I'm willing to let it go. I have a mm -hmm. hard time letting it go and just saying, no, I just need to move on and to read something else. Um, I, but I'm, I'm trying to take a page lead by Becky's example, be more like Becky when it comes to DNF, because there's so many books to read and there's, and, and I think it also has helped because I've taken a lot less arcs. And so now I am reading a lot more for my pleasure and my mood. Yeah. And so in that sense, um, I have stopped and start a few books. And I think there are um, a few of them that I'll go back and like give one one more shot. And if I just can't get into them for whatever reason, um, then I will definitely move on. But it's also sometimes hard in that sense, because if I go back to the book, I also have this feeling of this lingering feeling of why I didn't finish it in the first place so maybe i should just let it go and call it a day like you know what i mean i am a chronic sufferer of bookanesia so really no i don't know what you mean <laughs> <laughs> change the names because i can't remember them anyway <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious Leah, no, do so you... i don't okay. really i don't really have rules because i also some of it depends on the book you right. know like if i get a few chapters in, I mean, I've DNF'd a book after two chapters. I just was not connecting it. The story was just not for me. These people, like the whole vibe was this whole gossip girls kind of feel to it. And that's just not my cup of tea. I don't watch those shows. Like I'm just not going to vibe into the book. 
Um, but there's other times where it's been, I've DNF'd because, you know, you talk about the lingering situations or you have certain circumstances in the book and you're just like, okay, that would not happen in real life. Um, and so you kind of let go of that. Um, or you just, it's just not. Yeah. And again, it's easy to chant in your head. Not every book is for everybody. And it's mm -hmm. okay if this book's not for me. Well, I and think that's a good thing. I don't have DNF okay, rules. Have like, rules. Honestly, like I don't typically DNF a book just because I have a hard time doing it. It's, it's hard for me, but like my big thing with DNFs, like when I typically DNF a book, it is because the editing is atrocious and the characters are too stupid to live. Like if a character really, really <laughs> bugs me and like there is no way that these people are ever going to be like decent in my mind, like I can't sit through 200 pages of that. Okay. Now let's also say like when I DNF a book, I will... I know this is totally not the topic of the episode. Oh, we'll get to the topic of the episode. It's uh, a really this great is a good conversation. I will also put it like I'll put it in my um Goodreads feed as DNF and I'll shelve it there. Mm -hmm. But I'm also not going to um promote it. Like I'm not going to talk about it on my Instagram, mm -hmm. which like I want, I want that feed to be about books that I want to like happily promote and talk about and shout and share and make that a positive space. Um, and so I don't, for me, I don't feel like that's the space for me to talk about it. But if you want to know which books I didn't connect with to get a sense of my reading style or whatever, I have a good read shelf for that. Yeah. I And I understand why you don't. Your time and space in Instagram is very limited. You don't do a ton on there. So if you're going to put a book up there, it's going to be something you want to scream and shout about. I, on the other hand, I think because of my role within this community, you know, my role within the book community, I do share my DNFs or my low stars or my books that I'm kind of troubling with. Maybe not so much my DNFs. I don't know that I put anything up for my DNFs. I don't think you ever do an Instagram. We do we do talk about all those things in the Discord channel. Like that's like where we, we do our ranting. Didn't you do a post once where... I did. I think you did a roundup post where it was more about, hey, books other people love that I just didn't connect with. Popular mm -hmm. books. So you don't necessarily post a book that has you know, one book's review that of why you disliked yeah. it. You've like grouped them together to say, hey, here's here's a bunch of ones that I didn't connect with Yeah. versus single individual ones. Now, I, I mean, I have probably posted some low rated books on my Instagram feed in the past, but like over the past year and a half, I just didn't want that to be my feed to be about that. And that's mm -hmm. okay. I My thing will always be, though, you do do it over on Goodreads. You do put your low star ratings over on Goodreads. Or if you DNF, you put it on Goodreads. And that's what I always want to encourage people to do. Because I think, and I've said this a million times, there is value in low star reviews. Because as a reader, mm -hmm. I think that if 
If you claim to be a reader, you're inherently a member of a reading community. Even if you don't think you are, you are. Like if you're on Goodreads, you're in the reading community. Well, if you're leaving reviews for something, you are part of the reading community. And I just think it's really important for all of us to make sure, especially if like a book is triggering, you know, maybe there's something that's not mentioned in the synopsis that is kind of like, eek, tread carefully, I couldn't get past 20% or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that being a good community member, just like you are in real life, you should be in the book world. So I will always review my low star ratings. Now, we don't typically give, if, if I didn't gel with a book or if Carolina doesn't gel with a book or Leah doesn't like a book, we don't typically put it into the feed of the podcast because we start and stop tons of books for quick shots. I think Carolina, you mm-hmm. and I were on a streak there, like eight. Oh, I swear. Like I every know, time we you guys were like, oh, we have a book. And you're like, one of us hates to. Usually me. Yeah. Becky usually can start reading it before I can. And so she'll be like, yeah, no, I think I've had maybe one or two where I've like, yeah, Becky, no, we're not doing this. Yeah. I um, swear but- for like a week and a half straight, Becky's like, yeah, Carolina and I are going to do this book and then one of you starts it and we're like Carolina and I are not going to do this book <laughs> we're done Forget we it. had yeah we had a like a big street going and we couldn't get past it and it was it was a little frustrating it was but we don't typically give those space because again we only get three episodes a week and I want to make sure that we're talking about books in the episodes that we loved and we think lots of people should be reading mm-hmm. um now there's some other pieces to that. I do have a couple of quick shots, I think, drop before this episode drops that I didn't love the book, but I did it with Heather. We're a troublemaker by Jessica Peterson. She loved that book. I didn't love that book. I had a couple of issues within that book, but we had a similar situation when we did um, Heartless by Elsie Silver. I had, mm-hmm. you enjoyed it and I didn't hate it, but it had some some missteps for me. So we, we will talk parents. about those. <laughs> Where were the parents? So on to our episode topics. This was not our episode topic <laughs> for the evening or for the episode. It was a very good starter. It was. Um, I always find it fascinating to talk about DNFs and how we view them because there are some people that are so animate that they start it, they have to finish it. And I know you're a skimmer to the end, Leah. Well, sometimes I'll just skip like 90% of the book. Like if I'm like not connecting, like I'll skip like a good chunk and then go to the end and see if I like the end. And if I like it, then I'll go back. And if I don't, then I just am like, well, that was a waste of my time. Or you know what? Some people need the permission. So let's give our listeners the permission. If you are not vibing with the book, you may stop to put it down. Or or you can skip to the last four chapters and see what's happening. That's okay. There's skip to the last four or put it down, read something else, come back to it. And then if you're still not vibing with it, let it go. Yeah. It's okay. It is. It is absolutely okay. And especially if it's a hyped book and you have tried it and you're not figuring it just isn't working for you. That's a very valid feeling. It is okay to not like the book everybody else likes. There's there's also like, don't feel like you need to pick those books up either. Like if you are listening and you're like, I don't think that book is for me, you don't need to read it. Listen to the okay. I'm looking at least two books on my DNF list that are super hyped books that I did not connect with. And yeah. I moved on. <laughs> Look and at us. Okay. We're like Elsa. We're letting it go. Let, Let it go. go. Okay. 
So on to our episode for the <laughs> the topic, the real topic of this episode. Let's try it again. On this episode of Buzzing About Romance, we are going to talk about girl gangs. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so if I say to you, Leah, what is yes. a girl gang? What is a girl gang? A girl gang to me is a group of female characters who have a really strong connection with each other, a strong friendship. Like these are like those ride or die friendships where you text anything and they like, they will bury the bodies for you. Like they are the people who will do anything and everything for you, with you, whatever you need, whether or not they agree with you or not, like, you know that you can count on them. Carolina, if I say girl gang to you. Um, to add on to what Leah said, I, I think they would also be a hype team. So mm-hmm. they're there to hype you up and assist in addition to helping you bury the bodies. Yeah. Um, I would also add that it could either be an established relationship group of women. I've seen that you you have the series is already based on established core group, mm-hmm. or it's developed throughout the series, um, which you see a lot, I feel like in sports romance. You know, yeah. the heroines become they create the gang they they create the gang throughout the series i think we also see it in family romances too as new members Mm -hmm. are added to the family they become kind of the gang the other piece that i'll mention and because i was looking through so i'm gonna be really honest this was an episode that was requested lots of people have asked us for girl gang rex they love a good girl gang we love a good girl gang but i struggled with this a little bit Mm -hmm. i it was a little harder than i thought it was going to be I thought oh I have tons of girl gangs but for me there are very specific authors that write the girl gangs I love and when I go looking for other ones I was like yeah I didn't really love everybody in that girl gang well and I came across a lot too where it's like they have this really good like girl gang vibe but it's like two people so I don't really constitute two as a gang (laughs) well the piece that was missing for me and some of the ones that I were like meh the girl gang, I think, not only are they the hype team, not only are they your ride and die, mm-hmm. they're also the ones that help you figure out when you need to take a step back. Yeah. And yeah. when you need self-care. Because if I look at this in real life, my girl gang, which is all of you guys and our community, are my girl gang. And all of you are like, when I had to take a step back, when I had to do some other things... And instead of being like, what do you mean you're taking a step back and we're not doing as many events or we're not doing this or that? You guys were like, yes, you have to put you first. Like, Mm -hmm. so not only are you guys there whenever I come up with a harebrained scheme and I'm like, hey, guys, let's do this. And you're like, great. okay." (laughs) And you're like, yes, Becky, do it. Go, go, go. You also are there, though, to say, hey. It's okay if you have to take a step back. It's okay Mm -hmm. if you need to not have 17 events. You know, if we were in the same city, we would also be the girl gangs and we would also be the type of, I've brought the vodka and a box of donuts and we're just going to chill and hang out with you and we'll Mm -hmm. be the shoulder you can cry on or we'll do face masks and spend time pampering ourselves just to get some self-care. Like there's that type of quality about it too. Mm -hmm. And this is why I'm looking so forward to November 
in Indy, but mm-hmm. also like I am desperate for us to have our book retreat. Yeah. Like I yeah. think I told Mike, I said, even if we don't hit our Patreon goal, I think I'm going to try to plan it anyway for next spring. Well, and Late I think spring. let's just do it. Let's do it. Because we need yes, it. Totally. But I think it's yeah. one of those things too, where like, like we as a whole, like we all live in different states, different cities, but we as a whole, like we are the type of people who like, if we all were in the same room, we could all just be sitting there quietly and we would be okay with that. I mean, 1000% that would not happen, but like we could do that. We could. Well, even if we were a smaller group, like if it was just the three of us in a room and we're like, okay, we just all decided we naturally like pulled out our candles and started we're just going to read our books. We yeah. just start, we'd start reading and it yeah. wouldn't like phase us in the bit, mm-hmm. like in any moment. And conversation and so doesn't I, have to happen either. Like quiet yeah, is fine. I think that's the other part, like the, the girl gang's accepting of each person for their individual mm-hmm. flaws, strengths, and like in characteristics. Well, and it's like they bring out those good qualities of each other too. It's like this person is super, like super nerdy. That's okay. Like we love that nerdiness, enhance that nerdiness, like use that nerdiness like they really like they want the each member to be who they really are like no facades no like fakeness like be be you do you i might tell you you're being a dumbass well and that's the other thing too is i want a girl like i was i was looking at my books no girl gang is going to be perfect Mm-mm. you're going to have some snippets, some infighting. And I was thinking of Gina Aziz, Boston Hawks. Mm-hmm. There are times when some of those girls are yelling at each other oh, yeah. because they're mm-hmm. mad or, you know, well, just like situational things where it's yeah. like, they don't, they don't have the same opinion. So they're like going against each other. But I want that. And, and in my girl gangs, in my books, I want it to be as close as to real life friendships. Mm-hmm. Well, and mm-hmm. I think that's the big thing. Like, you can't have a group of women who are friends and not have conflict somewhere. But it is how that conflict is resolved and how they deal with that conflict that really constitutes, like, whether it's just a group of friends or a girl game. Well, and that brings up a question for me. So just because a series is a friend group or a family, does that always mean the heroines are going to be part of a girl gang? No, it does not. I I mean, when the authors do it in the books that I love and the books on my list, it is very intentional that they Mm -hmm. are developing a girl gang as part of the series storyline. Yeah. So Carolina, there was, there was other series that I had on my list or that I, that I was looking at and I'm like, no, that's not a girl gang. It's just a friend group. it's just a friend group or it's just, you know, it's the series is, you know, based around the men and the women just happen to be there. There's no girl gang in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's no story with... for the girls outside of the guys. Well, and I think right. that some people feel like a group of sisters like should be constituted as that, but I don't think that like they're family, they are like, they're stuck with each other in one way or another. But it is how the author creates that relationship because, I mean, I have an older sister. I love my older sister. We we don't always mesh well. Like, we would not be part of the same girl gang. 
but it's just so like that relationship is very different. And so it's like, you can have a really close knit group of siblings, but they still aren't a girl gang. There's that, they're just missing that like magical element to it. So how much does the girls, so Carolina, how much does the girls connection and friend group must be in the story for it to count as a girl gang? Because I sometimes think that a girl gang can be alluded to, like we get a friend that they'll call on the phone and it's alluded there may be a girl gang, but it's only like two or three phone calls and it's not really. So how much, because you don't want to take away from the romance because there's the other balance. You know, you yeah, got this you girl don't. friendship and this relationship friendship. Um, you know, I, I can't put like a percentage on it. It's an interesting balance where you have to, you have to build at least a couple scenes where the women get together somehow, whether it be like they start doing a text chat or in-person activities or some conversations um, it, that they bring everybody together throughout it. Um, and, and the authors who do it best, you know, like really make it like very, in a very organic way. Like it's not forced. It's not. So like, I think about, um, the Cowboys of Moss Creek from Janice Whitaker, because the women in that series were coming in individually, like one by one. And so it just became a, like, you know, you have the first heroine and then the second one comes in and she's like, okay, now it's this duo. And then the third one comes in and now we're, oh, and then we also have this woman who will eventually get her own book with a hero later on, but then there's just like, it becomes this community so there, I mean, there has to be a couple scenes within it um, to develop that. Um, and and even some phone calls or conversations throughout it. I, I mean, you still want to progress the story. And I think some of the best girl gangs also help the story progress because they become a sounding board. So you hear, I also like when you hear if there's a conflict or a challenge or something with the heroines trying to overcome and she uses the women as a sounding board or she isn't quite seeing that the hero is really into her. And I'm like, yeah, he totally is because of X, Y, Z, you know? Yeah. Um, I see. No. And Leah, you answered it. So sisters do not automatically make it a girl gang. No. And I, and I think it depends, like it depends on the book and how the book is written how much of the girl gang front and center you need to have, or if that alluded moments are enough. I think it depends on the way in which the book progresses. But also if if it's a series, it doesn't always bug me if like a, a random book in the middle doesn't have as much of the girl gang front and center because like the story itself is more important than that friendship aspect you know what I mean yeah so what types of books do you expect to see a girl gang in and I'm going to just say this so that we can move past it because we all know I believe that there is one author who writes girl gang better than anybody else <gasps> Sawyer Bennett Sawyer Bennett she, she does those wags are top notch 
every series. But even if you look at Jameson Force. No, Jameson has a really good girl gang. And too. if you look at Wicked Horse, it has a girl gang. And her Sugar Bowl series. Like well, she has a best friend thing- and another friend. Well, and-, and and I would I want to say too, because I had Arizona Vengeance on my list. Same. Um, I think same that's, friend, that's same. one of her best girl gangs in all of well, her series. In the but nice no, one of the going. other one of the things that I really loved, and I was trying to remember which book it was, is there was a, I think you're like six books in. So how do you keep like a refresh of the characters? Because they're all read as standalones. And so you have this new person coming into the girl gang and they go to the spa. And so, she, so she, whoever the heroine was, you guys might have to help me. Clark, Ooh. that's Wild's book uh-huh. when they're on oh, the wedding. Oh, that's right. That's right. And they're of at course, the spa. it's wild. You've and, got a wild like like notation and, there and without even trying. And so, you know, they're telling Clark, they're going around the room to tell her who everybody is. And I felt like that was the one of the best ways to like ingrain her into the girl gang, get you caught up to speed without feeling like a character rundown. Well, which it really was. One thing (laughs) I love about the way Sawyer does her girl gangs, though, is they don't typically go into the series as a girl gang. They build as each book. Very few are best friend books. Very few. There's a couple. Sometimes there's a couple here and there, or like there's a like a couple friends. Like Riggs is in Clark. Like Veronica and Clark are good friends. Like so, you have like those outside friendships. But she builds like book one of the vengeance. Bishop, what is Bishop's? Brooke. 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 So Brooke. Brooke doesn't have a girl gang, but she by doesn't... book seven, she has this amazing group. Well, and even yeah, in and that's... Carolina Cold Furies. Like no, she has a best friend there are best friends in carolina yeah. the carolina cold fury that's true that's true but so neither one of you has read hendrix yet no, which is yet. the latest book in the, the uh titans. pittsburgh titans and i finished it before we recorded this i've i actually had like a little bit of a energetic spurt of reading over the last couple of days mm-hmm. and it's really interesting because i was looking at was as I was reading Hendrix and I'm looking at all of the different women, they're all so different. They all come from these really different backgrounds. And Stevie, Hendrix's heroine, she's the daughter of a biker, a tattoo artist. His name is Bear. He's this big burly beast of a man. She runs a bar, but here's Brie, Brianna, like hanging out at her biker bar, playing pool. Like, one thing perfect. I love, though, too, is there's so many different personalities. Like, they come from all walks of life, but their their personalities are so different. And it just shows, like, you do not have to be with a group of people who are like you. Like, you can have this eclectic group of, like, friends and really have these amazing friendships. Anyway. I didn't want to spend the whole episode just going like book to book and talk about Sawyer Bennett. I just felt like we had to put it out there that in, she by far has the best girl gangs ever. She does write a good girl. Well, to go back to your question that prompted the Sawyer Bennett, like what types of books or series do you expect to see in a girl gang? There's a natural inclination for groups that naturally form like sports. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I I almost... I almost crave that girl gang in a sports series. Yeah. Because you have this 
brotherhood of teammates and you want the women to have that same feel to it. Yeah. Um, other ones that I see that I, I almost expect it or I crave it, I should say, um, are in kind of rock star romances, uh, cowboys or something about a girl gang with the cowboys that I like too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's shared and, experience. Yeah. Yeah. And small town, small town. I like that as well. Yeah. If well, I look at my list, it's rock stars, it's family, it's small towns, it's sports. Well, and for me, like a lot of the like romantic suspense, like their teams. So like they create their girl gang yeah. because like if they are deployed, like you have this core group of women who hang out, who are going through the exact same thing at the same time. And so like, they really like bond and band together so that like none of them are alone and they've created this second family. Like there's the, and I the, think the, the men, the women, but there's like in their group together, but it's like, there's these two separate entities, like the team is one and the women are one. And, but when they come together, it's like this whole different dynamic. And that happens real life. And mm-hmm. if you think about it that does. in military, the women mm-hmm. or the spouses, I should yes, say the spouses band together mm-hmm. and support each other. Cause they know what the, they're going through, you know, yeah. and one that I left off my list that you just made me think of, Leah, is Maya Banks and her KGI series. Yeah. Because she does a great job of these women from different walks of life. And it's not so much shared trauma, but shared experience. They're mm-hmm. letting a group of their men off to do something dangerous as they are there, you know, keeping things running. Some of them have roles within the company. Mm-hmm. The other thing I think that we didn't talk about that we need to have when we're looking at a girl gang, I think there has to be a ritual, either a girl's night or a restaurant that they tend to all migrate towards. There mm-hmm. has to be, or, um, you know, it's always drinks and cheese. Like if you read a Carrie and Ryan book. Yeah. There's always drinks and cheese. Like she loves cheese. Those Montgomery's love cheese. There's always some kind of like shared bonding food. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, I think that we have to see that for it to be a really dynamic girl gang. There has to be something that just takes it next level. Yeah. Um, So I types of books We've talked to Sawyer Bennett. I will not bring her up again. Um, But talk to me about like a small town, Carolina, that you saw had a really great girl gang in it. Um, Okay. So we talked about Cowboys of Moss Creek um, Mm -hmm. because they have lunch. Which is Carolina's latest obsession. She is obsessed with this series. I've talked about them. It's so good. It's such a good series. On Goodreads, it's Cowboy Classified. So depending Amazon Cowboys of Moss Creek. And there's a um, spinoff. Oh, she just announced that this week. Yeah. So um, that'll be good. But start with there because it's available. You can binge the whole series. <laughs> um, we're talking small town, right? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> small, small town, <laughs> small we town girl gangs. We're distracted we by the cowboys. Um, Ooh, look Jessica, cowboy. Princess, Jessica Prince's Hope Valley is mm-hmm. another great small town girl gang that some of them have individual relationships or they know of each other from small town, but it isn't until these relationships develop that they come together. 
I think is another is another great one. Um, mm -hmm. Melissa Foster does a great job. Um, one that I think of is her Harmony Point series. Yes. Um, but I also have to give Melissa Foster an extra little small town like kudos because she also has the bra, bra brigade and oh like that the, is like the ultimate girl gang it's not like the main characters in the story but it's the older women that have created their own girl gang that kind of lives in infamy oh, and yeah. their antics are crazy so she has like the core character girl gang and then these but I she want to does be them that, when I grow up. But she also does that in her Braden Montgomery mm -hmm. group because there's the old ladies that exercise around the square. Yeah. And so she likes a supporting girl gang, usually older ladies that create chaos. And I have to tell you guys, so over this <laughs> last four days, I've been reading Maggie Gates because she's an author that's going to be at Indie and I'm trying to read all the authors. And... um. I read this book. It's her Fall Creeks series. There's only two books out so far in this series. But there's the Ladies Auxiliary, which oh. is the town gossips and Ooh. fundraisers, matchmakers, and granny shenanigans like nobody's business, you guys. <laughs> well, and but that's something too. Like the girl gang does not have to be necess necessarily the heroines of the book. There just has to be some sort of girl gang connected well, I think, to them. I think for this episode, they really have to be the, the girl one, gang yes. of the book. But I'm giving a little hat tip for the ancillary like supporting girl character gang. girl gang. Um, because that's a different thing. Because if somebody's to... asking me for a girl gang rack, then it well, has to true. be set of heroines right i do want to be the brigade brigade when i grow up oh my god so, so good um so i asked this question and i can't think of what book prompted it but there was a book what happens when a supporting character that you want to get an hea they're part of the girl gang um or you want them to be brought into the girl gang because there's a friend of a friend and it doesn't happen. Um, I just talked to the author. I'm like, hey, when are we getting this book? <laughs> because I'm a psycho like that. Well, I was. it was actually an Aurora Rose Reynolds book that made me think about this. It's not Wait, Becky. It's not Becky. It's not Becky. Becky's not getting a book. For never. Oh, yeah. I mean, because. The cousins. The cousins. And she's not talking about turning that into a series. But there are some great cousins and features and i am really would love to see them get a book of their own but also carrie elks kind of does it to us too in winterville because the lady that owns the um the coffee shop we kind of know like i need a novella of her and the mechanic i know they're an older <laughs> couple but i kind of need them yeah but they're already a couple so does it count they're no, not they're not they're not officially a couple it's kind of alluded oh, to well are they a couple well, on the down low no i don't know no she's not cleared this for me have you Didn't asked her somebody walk in on them oh yeah in the last book yes so they're, they're yes. on the down they're on the down low they are on the down low but i need them to have a book yes we need them to have a book no yes you're right okay again you just 
book the author until they either tell you to shut up or they write the book. So there is a girl gang book, and this is a shout out to Gloria because she is going to know exactly who I'm talking about. So if you have a girl gang and every girl in this gang is getting a book and it's a friend group. Yes. And you hate one of the girls in the girl gang. That's okay. How do you handle this? You just bitch about them constantly after you've read their book. So right, it's, Becky. Yes. You pretty much, <laughs> well, have you ever had that happen to you, Carolina, where you're reading a book? It's a fa- it's a friend group. It's girls. They're really great. They're really dynamic. And then you get to one of the books and you're like, this character is fucking annoying. I don't know that I've had that strong of a reaction to somebody. Um, that, it's just me. Yeah. I, I don't Gloria. know that I've had that reaction. And maybe I've just been lucky enough to not had that situation occur to me. Um, I mean, there's there's books and characters that I love more than the others, but nothing, nothing that extreme. So we're talking about what? The Edge of Chaos series by Jay Salmon. She has oh, a character named Arya. I haven't, read, that se- I haven't it, read all of that series. But disclaimer, Becky has told Julie to her face. Yeah. I hate this character. I hate that character. I hated her. Like, I wanted to push her off a roof. She was you so still freaking to. annoying. But here's another question. So what happens if you have a girl gang that you like, but then the author ruins her later in a book? What do you mean ruins her? Well, because like the Jackson Harbor, they have like their girl gang adjacent. But in the last book, we did not like the OG. Oh, that's true. Like, she, like I don't like her now because she was a, a dummy dumb. She, she was, was not nice to her sister. She was not nice. Like I could, you could understand why some of the not niceness but was there. But I would say in Jackson Harbor by Lexi. So we're talking about Lexi Ryan's Jackson Harbor series. That was not a really tight girl gang. No, it's it not like the Orchid does, Valley. Orchid girl. Valley was a definite girl gang, but my but my thing is like I'm just using that as an example because like what would happen though like if because I have not come across this problem like yet, but what would happen if like a, a character is ruined later in the series for you? Does that ruin the girl gang completely for you or? It ruined that book. It used to be my favorite in that series. <laughs> Fuck it, I hate it now. Because she was so mean to the heroine in book oh, seven. Oh, that wasn't my favorite in the series. <clears throat> Shay, Shay's book is my favorite in that series. Which is fair. It's fair. But anyway, okay. So again, we got off on a tangent. Sorry about that, friends. Um, But actually, so it kind of, Lexi Ryan did this to us. We were not going to get that last book in that series of Oregon mm. Valley. She, What heroine is that? Savannah? Savannah, yes. We were not supposed to get a book for Savannah. She had plans to only write three books. It but, was four but girls. But people bugged her. But people bugged her. Bugged her. And she finally and wrote her. the fourth book. And then it ended up being a love triangle. And I couldn't but it was read it. Really- it was really good though. It was a love triangle. Like I love triangles are typically a hard no for me, but it was Lexi and I trust her and I really did like it, but that's a girl gang where the lemon drop martini is the, well, and they go to the bar for girls. They go to the, they go to the bar, they have their lemon drops, but that is a ride or die. Like I will bury the body for you, Mm -hmm. but you are being a dumb person right now type of friend group. And I love them so much. So do you want a friend group? Like, can you think of a book where somebody in the friend group calls somebody else out for being stupid? Um, they do in that series. They do in that series. But do you, can you think of any others? Um, 
Aurora Rose Reynolds, like her and Till series, now they are family, but they are a girl gang. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot. And they call each other out on a lot of stuff. I think, don't you think Carolina Stacy Kennedy does with her Club Phoenix series? Because when Hazel is being stupid mm. in book three, every, yeah. Zoe's like, come on, why are you fighting this? Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. She does that there. Um, and then I think it also happens in the Ladies Who Brunch series by Harlow James. They have a couple, I can't remember which characters, and I think it's book two or three, where, um, I mean, there's an emotional buildup to it, but they're trying to just help each other see past it. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you're not seeing this the right way. So so when I was researching this episode, one of the things that I thought about was Natasha Madison's only one series. Like, that's a girl gang. It's not, though. Yes, it really it's isn't. It's family it's more of the guys have the gang mm-hmm. because the girls don't have like I think of the different books like some well, of the but diff- you'll have like I one or two smaller I think it's they like, have, like two micro girl games yeah it's like you have like Becca and Erica are really good friends granted they work together but like in that combines like the two the two sets of like four but it's like these two are really good friends and these two are really good friends like there's a definite separation between the girls. The boys, however, have like bromances that like are beyond. But that series also is interesting on a side note where I feel like it's almost micro series in one mm-hmm. long series. Yeah. Like right. you could almost pull out like the middle, the middle group of them and say like rebrand it and that's its own series. Well, yeah. if you read the first, and I think that has to do with how Natasha writes. Yeah. So she writes four books at a time and she doesn't even release them until all four books are written. Mm-hmm. So that's why they do feel like chunks. But I think like only one kiss feels like a very different book than the very last one um, out of the only series which was mm-hmm. um only one forever only one forever Dylan's yeah. book yeah yeah well, but even so like you but you see a there's a but there's a difference there too in the way those stories play out too another author that does really great with a girl gang but has not given me the book of other members of the girl gang that i need is renna morgan and her men haven and i know carolina hasn't read this series yet and i basically am going to have to make her i have figured out that if i say hey we're doing a quick shot on this then she reads it (laughs) and then she's obsessed because such a good series but for how many for what we've known each other now almost four years carolina and i just got her to read lauren rose read river series and it's not for not a lack of trying it just hasn't like right. it just has not worked but if i put because a due date on she it she just has to like beg yeah it's, it's yeah if she puts a due date or or like hey we're gonna be recording do you have a title in mind which i typically don't or and and so she sends me like a list of books that's how she just like needs to feed it to that or she says hey i have a fun little experiment i want to do or you have to read this five book series but you're not allowed to read the next one until i record this episode are you two gonna trauma bond over cliffhangers it's the worst isn't it when she does that it's the I'm worst. Sorry, book two of the Reed Rivers trilogy is brutal. It is brutal. It's a brutal hit cliffhanger. 
It is. And it you is. have to wait to read book three. Oh, I timed it. I timed it. So I finished book two the night we recorded it. So then I could immediately go into book three. Although there was a six hour period that I had to wait to record and I was still pissed over that six hour period. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm still pissed about it. I mean, I would do I that too. Series. But sometimes my kids' schedules did not behoove <laughs> the recording schedule well. And so I had to wait and I got a little ragey as everybody in our Discord <laughs> server knows. Because I bitched about that nonstop. I, th- these episodes are dropping the first three Thursdays or the the second, the third, and the fourth Thursday in June. And I do expect to see Carolina in Discord complaining <laughs> about the end of book two and her Reed Rivers score. Because it was a roller coaster. Um, to say the least. And my husband got an earful too, so... <laughs> It's always good when the husbands have to listen to us because you can't talk about it with me until we record. So I know. Then you're like, oh, no, you can. But she's like, like I don't know. What? He's like, why are you slamming things around? What's wrong with you? You're like, I am ah. pissed off because of this book. No, you can talk to Becky, but she's like, I don't know. What do you think? Well, yours was a little different. Yours had suspense elements. Carolina's was just one couple, three books, and he's a major screw up. Like he screwed up big time. Epic, epic, epic fail. Epic fail. Back to the Mena Haven. We have not (laughs) yet gotten the books for the, the moms of the moms. We need those books. But what I love about that is so it actually ends up going over to her Nolan Knight series too is when somebody new joins the family, the moms and all the girls that are available at that time, it's not always everybody, show up. They take them shopping. They take them for a meal or they get well, them drunk. But the thing with that too, though, is like the moms don't meet the like anybody unless like they are a keeper. Yeah. Like that's one thing too. Like the moms are like the like moment. Like, if you meet the moms, like, you are in for life. I love that series so much. It's such and a good series. I know. Everyone's tired of hearing me. <laughs> but it's the audiobooks are really series, good, though. too, though, Carolina, just in case you're wondering. And, and they're, they're all hoopla. in Hoopla. Um, so when I say this series has a great girl gang, what are your expectations? So if I tell you, Carolina, read this series. Read The Mena Haven by Renna Morgan. It has an amazing girl gang. <laughs> Hint, everybody listening, please read Men of Haven by Renna Morgan. <laughs> it's, you won't be disappointed. It's a really, really good series. It's so good. What are your expectations when I tell you it's a really great girl gang? Um, I think it's like a lot of what we talked about already. Mm-hmm. There's the tight-knit group. I, I do like it um, more when they have that anchor ritual like part of it um it i think that just builds a deeper connection um i also like it and you don't see this too often but um in the club sin series by stacy kennedy in book three the girls also helped the heroine i think her name's ella um kind of break a barrier between the hero because he's kind of treating her with some like kid gloves and she's like I just don't know how to get him past this because she has some past like there's some past domestic abuse from her ex and 
So he's just, he's not willing to cross the line. And she's like, no, I'm ready. I want to cross this line. Um, it's a BDSM club. So there's all of that in there. Um, and the other women in the girl gang help her prove and show him that that she is okay and she's stronger and she is emotionally and mentally ready for that next level and next step. Um, so I think that's also an interesting element that we don't necessarily always see of the women stepping up. I feel like there's also another series and another book, and I am completely blanking it. I've where the women they they have the couple breaks up and the women actually the friends actually go to the hero and be like slap him upside the head and get him to be like um come back to the heroine to grovel like I just don't remember which one that is um you don't see that too often where the girl gangs step in but mm -hmm. on occasion if it's done right it's really did well, really Gina do that sense. in Boston Hawks did Gina do it in the Maybe Boston it was Hawks? that one. The one um, where they meet when on his at his brother's wedding on vacation. The, Theo, the um, the the one where he's kind of changed his name. Yeah, it's mm. what was it called? Because he has screwed up, and then he got arrested. Right? Is he the one who gets arrested for losing his temper? Yeah, I think so. Um, but while Leah looks that up, I want to say Sarah Morgan, it's similar to what you're talking about, where the girl gang helps the heroine make movements forward with her love interest. So mm -hmm. Sarah Morgan has, it's a closed door romance. It's, it's trad pub. It's not super spicy. It's called From Manhattan with Love Series. And it's in the library. It's a really great series. It does not get a, lo a lot of love. There are some, some of the books are a little steamier. Some do have open door. It's just not over the top spice. But there are really great series. And they kind of do that. There's one book um, where they kind of like help the hero realize, dude, you messed up. You got to help it. You got to fix this. Mm -hmm. And here's how we're going to help you do that. It's the hustler. The hustler. Gina. I yeah. think that's. Oh, yeah. Maybe that is it. I feel like that yeah, was they in meet that one. In like Hawaii and he doesn't, he tells her his name, but it's not the name he goes by. And then they find. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like he doesn't lie about who he is. He just does not tell her he's Theo. He goes by something different. Yes, you're so right. Give me some examples of some other authors or series that have supportive girl gangs. So um, like I'm thinking Helena Hunting, her Pucked and All In series. Those women are in each other's business. They know about things. They know all the chaos that happens between everybody. Mm -hmm. They push heroines. So that's a really great girl gang series. Those two series that are both by Helena Hunting. Um, what you got, so Leah? Susan Stoker, she typically writes teams, like she has Delta, Seals, things like that. And so her girl gangs, like they build as the series is created. But they like they have those like moments where like they they're one hundred percent supportive if the guys are being idiots or like you are being an idiot right now. Like what are you thinking? Like what like this was a bad decision on your part. Like they back each other up in like every way they need. 
and she does that in all of her series that deal with like active military active carolina what's a really great girl gang series Um, for you i think beyond the ones that we've already talked about um the other the other authors that i think of are layla hagan and um carly phillips Mm -hmm. because they can have some really strong girl gangs and in their series as well i don't have standouts in them but like you could almost pick up any one of their books and they're gonna have that krista sandor the nanny series girl gang like i need those women in real life and actually to be honest krista sandor is a member of my girl gang top notch she she is a delightful human being she's been banging all over the place lately have you been watching these carolina her social media so krista got bangs no so she's banging everywhere she's like these are my monday bangs these are my banging at the pool today today she was banging at the pool she was banging while she broke the dishwasher the other day i Uh, need to mark her as a favorite so i see her all the time we often krista and i so Kristen and I, we have a special connection because we were born in the same hospital, but we do, we do bang and check-ins every couple of days. It's so funny. The girl child wanted bangs and I told her like straight face. I'm like, we are not bang people. She, she could be though. I would, I would like to see her banging. No, no banging for her. I love it. Um, but her, no, the nanny series, like it, that is a friend group who've been friends forever who were like, they are grade school. Yeah. And they, like, they don't hold back. They don't. And they call a spade a spade. Lauren Lane is another author that we don't talk a ton about. And Mm -hmm. Lindsay and I are going to do a quick shot on one of her Oxford books. But her Sex, Love, and Stilettos, it's about a group of women that run, like, a Vogue-esque type magazine or Cosmopolitan-type magazine. Mm -hmm. And then um, they have a really great girl gang and that spins off to the Oxford series, which is the complimentary men's magazine. And then The Wedding Bells by Lauren Lane. It's a group of, it's three, it's actually four friends that run a wedding series together. And it's very similar to Nora Roberts' The Wedding Court, The Bridal Quartet, which again, phenomenal girl gang in it. Um um, J.E. Parker, her Redeeming Love series. So all of the women work at a battered women's shelter. And there are like a couple of them who have come through the shelter as like people who have used the shelter because they have been through abusive relationships. But they are they're a strong, tight-knit group who they've bonded over um hard past like abusive relationships but they like they are strong like loving women who like in encapsulate people that they bring into their their like their lives but there's this grandma there's a sassy grandma who is amazing you you love a sassy grandma i do love a sassy grandma and grandmama like carolina do you have another author that you think Writes really great, strong girl gangs. Uh, no, you got my you got my list. Um, I do think that Kaylee Ryan, if you haven't read her, she writes phenomenal girl gang. My mm-hmm. favorite of hers is the Riggs family, actually, to be honest. But she her baseball series is a 
is sisters. And that's a great example of family not being a girl gang. They're there for each other, but it's not. And actually, that's another book. When I talked about members of your girl gang that don't get books, the last book in the series, the sister has a best friend. And she's a hoot. And she's her she roommate. Have a book. And she has no book in the Kaylee Ryan world. And I'm a little bitter about this. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I have, I think Julie Salmon does write girl gangs. The, mm-hmm. But I don't feel like I know she did an edge of chaos, but I don't necessarily see it in the. Um, the Fritzes. The Fritzes. I don't yeah, feel no, like they either. were too girl no. gangish. No. Um, Mary Carr and her Italian stallions and her wild Irish both family series with girl gangs Mm -hmm. but it's not everybody gets along and that's something i kind of like that not just because your family doesn't mean you're best friend with everybody in the family right because you know not everything and riley edwards she writes a good girl gang and it's one of those things where you get a lot of the the women's connection separate from the men's connection. connection and like and you get a lot of those scenes and a lot of them work together but and there's family dynamics mixed in with it but it is one of those situations where like that they are family but they are family like they are like they wouldn't be whole without these people in their lives so those are our girl gang wrecks we hope you found some new books um some new authors to check out uh and that brings us to our favorite time of the week and yay, Leah's here, so I won't sound like a crazy person. It's hey, been I helped you the last You did time. help me last it's time. Been, it's been a while since I've done an episode. I've done quick shots, but not episodes. But it's that time for book, book of, of, of the week. week. It's book of the week. Um, okay, Carolina, go first. What is your book of the week? Uh, my book of the week is Strictly Business by Carrie Elks. Um, her third book in the series, the Salinger Brothers series. I haven't started it yet. I'm so mad at you right now. Um, I haven't started it either, but I read book one because I haven't read book one. So my book of the week is book one, Strictly Business. Oh, okay. That's the first one. In preparation to read, because we've already read book two. Yeah. We did Strictly Pleasure for a quick shot. Quick shot, yeah. And, And now I... I just wanted to catch up on the series and like just bouncing around so, like a well like a gummy yeah. bear bouncing <laughs> here and there and everywhere it's becky's fault i normally it like is. to read it's a series in order um so i'm macheting the series much to my dismay um becky's the gummy bear wouldn't and... it be great if we had a gummy bear shifter romance i had Ooh. gargoyles i've done gar- the gargoyles you should tell this week lady be like hey i really could use a gummy bear she might do Anyways, it. Anyways, Strictly Business by Carrie Elks. It's a delightful read. You get to meet everybody. And it's I... so fun because that one's like she's decided she's older. They're an older couple. She's like 36, 34, 36 or something. Yeah. And he's 43. That's an older couple? More mature. More mature. Not the twenty somethings. Usually, it's the heroines or that is younger than me. No, but it plays in. It plays into the story. She's very much feeling like her her biological clock is ticking, and she's Mm -hmm. taking it into her own hands to take the next step because she doesn't have anybody. It's a workplace and a grumpy sunshine. Oh, I um, love a grumpy sunshine. And he's helping her. Such a jackass. Oh, is he? he Is 
he is he sounds like my ideal hero he really is um but i and then the office people like they're oh gosh i just finished reading it too what's the one kid in the office who just there's another series with a girl gang and we might not get the best friend's book the one that owns the bakery (gasps) oh i don't think she's the heroine in book three Oh my I gosh. don't think Carrie she Ellis, is. We're gonna have words. We're gonna have again. We're brothers. You just have well, to message the author. Plus, plus, let her know. We need, we need the other two brothers from well, the he, second marriage and the sister. The little sisters like need to grow up. We've we've talked to her about this. I mean, we'll she, we'll reiterate it again. She knows our feelings. She but, does. Yeah, but I don't can... think the bakery owner is book three's heroine. Oh, my gosh. Um, but why Carolina looks that up, her book of the week was Strictly Business by Carrie Elks. We're obsessed with Carrie Elks. Just read this series. Um, and the win- uh, the Winterville series. Just read, read Winterville. Just read Carrie Elks. Elks, period. Um, Leah, what's okay, your book my, of the week? My book of the week was one and only by Carla Sorensen. It is book one of her new series. It is the Wilder siblings. So you do meet two of the Wilder siblings in the second gen Washington Wolves series. But this is Greer and Beckett. It's a fake relationship. The little girl is adorable and wonderful. And I love her so much. Um, It was honestly, these authors are freaking killing me with the emotional like chaos that they are like throwing in me into like i'm a mushy mess after i read this book because it was so like emotional and i was not expecting it but it was it was really good and really well done and i liked it a lot okay what is your book of the week so i kind of talked about it in the beginning of the episode with the girl gangs what hurts us by maggie gates she's a new to me author and um She's a flight nurse. He's a police officer. They meet at the sign at at the site of a car crash that he's been in. And she's she flies in with the helicopter team to evacuate him out to a hospital because he has a compound fracture. And um, after they give him the narcotics, he's like, are you aliens abducting me? Am I floating? Like, (laughs) but it was a really great, like, small town character and the emotion in this book, it, she hasn't written a lot. I think that this is an author that has seven books. She has another series. They all take place in North Carolina. Um, her first series is in Beaufort Beach. And this takes place more inland of North Carolina. Um, so it's just, it's small town. It was really good. I'm really excited. I went on, like I didn't have any business, but I went on to read book two in the series because that's what's out now. Um, so what hurts us by Maggie Gates, it ended up being pretty emotional and he's a police officer and the amount of responsibility he feels for his, the small town plays a part into why it's a fake marriage, uh, engagement thing. It's a fake engagement romance. So just really, really well. Um, anyway, so book three is hockey team owner. For Carrie Elks. Yeah, I just um yes, hockey team owner, so it's not her. Book four is also not the baker. Yeah. 
Um, but in the back matter of book one, it does say a series of six brothers. So we know we'll get all six brothers. Okay. But I'm just telling you, like, I, we're going to have to message Carrie Alks and be like, I think her name's Lauren. She needs, a, we cannot a stand for this. This is not no, acceptable. We cannot stand, especially with the donuts and the donut scene in this and their therapy with the donuts. There's yes. donuts. Yes. Uh-huh. You know, I like a food scene. Yes, you do. Well, this it's is- a women's care, like self-care girl gang donut situation. I love a food scene. It doesn't have to be a sexy food scene. Like yep. food yep. It's like, or like my love language. It's yeah. Food therapy. It's pretty, pretty okay. awesome. Patreon okay. update. Swag packs are headed out um, this week. I am so excited to share our swag pack sponsor authors for June are Britt Benson and Karen gray uh brit benson book you should check out is the next life duet i just picked this up it's a best friend's brother and it is big emotions podcast listener and patreon shauna was so inspired by this book she actually got a tattoo of a quote Mm -hmm. um so and i'm super excited we're doing a happy hour with brit but she sponsored this month's swag pack and then Karen Gray also sent in, she sent a sticker and a free audiobook that's going out to our Patreon members. Uh, Karen's books that you th- I think you should check out is she has this Carolina classic series. It's a Dawson Creek vibe. Book one um, is You Get What You Give. It is classified as a retro ma- romance. It takes place in the late 90s. So, and they're on set of a Dawson's Creek styled TV series and the relationships that happen and the audiobooks are being um, simultaneously released. So if you like audiobooks, you should absolutely check out um, that series. Swag packs go out to Fancy Drinks, Cold Brew, and Queen Bee tier. We still have fun buzzing about romance exclusive stickers happening, along with mood reading cards and other fun things. These are mailed monthly on the 5th of each month, and we do ship these internationally. There is no wait time on this perk. It kicks in as soon as you join. Uh, Because of our amazing Patreon members, we're able to bring you three episodes a week, and we are still working on our goal of 75 members so we can plan our first ever book retreat. I know that podcast listener and Patreon Nikki is desperate for this to happen. Um, All members of the Patreon get exclusive episodes along with perks like Drunk Book Club. Uh, And back by popular demand, because Patreon has spoken, we are bringing you Summer Reading Challenge. It's a scaled back version, but will still be lots of fun. You can find details on our website. And this will run from June 21st to July 31st. And as always, you can find a list of all our fun events and things coming up at bookcaseandcoffee.com slash events. Yeah, summer reading is way scaled back this year, but everybody seems really excited about it. Yeah, there's a lot of fun, cool stuff like go on a book date. And everyone's like, well, Mm -hmm. what's a book date? A book date could just be going and getting a coffee and sitting at the park and reading or it could be like going garage sailing and thrifting for books with a friend Mm -hmm. or maybe a date by yourself or a date with somebody else yeah Mm -hmm. maybe your significant other will take you to the winery and let you read books and drink wine in the sunshine or maybe your significant other will take you to a bookstore and let you wander around for hours on end without complaint I'm just, I'm going to leave it on, uh, let you wander around for hours on end. 
and then just leave and, it there and maybe maybe get you a like coffee or tea or beverage okay. or have you seen the tiktok of the people that gift like bookstore shopping sprees as birthday presents like yes, you have 90 seconds and you can get any book you can carry yeah oh my gosh that like minute time we watched one it was like this younger girl and she had like she was methodical she like, had a she plan knew, she had she knew out. what book was where which book she was grabbing like she she was a champion yeah. it makes me think of she super it like was it was show? like supermarket sweep but book edition oh my gosh and i kind of want it and if this was a game show i would 90 watch seconds? it 90 yeah, seconds yeah but you can get as many books as you could carry in as 90 you seconds. can 90 seconds oh my gosh now i think that hers there was a little caveat she didn't have to carry them she just had to grab them because she was tiny <laughs> yeah she was super tiny anyway um thank you friends for joining me and talking about girl gangs of course it's always a good time to visit and chat um until next time everyone happy reading everybody find us on instagram at buzzing about romance or on twitter at buzzing romance if you like the podcast please leave a review if you'd like to support us directly join the bookcase and coffee patreon and receive exclusive content only available to patreon members check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes